Hi, my name is Ian Farmer, and welcome to the countdown. <clears throat> Sorry. This is episode 19, 16 episodes of the rebrand edition of the countdown. I want to thank you all for tuning in today. We have a lot of topics to talk about today, as always. Um, well, yesterday we really didn't, but other than that, we have the Suns beating the Clippers in dramatic fashion. The Bucks and Hawks series begins tonight, the Eastern Conference Finals. Some controversy with the number one pick. Ben Simmons, ranking my Ben Simmons trade ideas, one through eight. And my first ever mock draft, like I promised, the lottery. Um, I'm going to hop right into it. Thank you for listening. And let's jump into the Suns and Clippers. We all saw it. DeAndre Ayton with the alley-oop. With .9 seconds left to win the game. Um, I was literally sitting here playing Warzone with my friend. And I looked down. And I see the score. I missed it. But I saw the replay. And I was like, oh my god, that's insane. Um, that was probably the best play of the year. Definitely the best year, best best play of the playoffs. And it's the top three game of the year. It doesn't beat, you know, game seven with the Bucks and Nets in my opinion. But um, a very good game. Cameron Payne had 29 points and 9 assists. You could see his passion when he plays the game. He gets feisty. Feisty is probably the one word I would define him as. He gets angry. Um, he wants to win really bad. You can tell. Um, Aiden, um, DeAndre Aiden had the game winner. He also had 24 points and 14 rebounds. Um, Booker had 20 points, but he shot below 25%. This was definitely on like Cameron Payne and DeAndre Aiden for the win. Um, Paul George cost the game on free throws. Um, playoff P. Um, if you are close to me, you know that I think playoff P now has a new meaning, and he still has a good new new meaning. But Paul George has a huge history of missing of missing clutch free throws. He did it. Um, in the Pacers Heat series back in 2014, 2013. He's doing it now. Definitely not a good late time free throw shooter. He did have 26, 6, and 6 with two clutch shots the go ahead layup and the go ahead mid range jumper. But it wasn't enough. Reggie Jackson, he, as you guys know, if you watched the countdown, um, I think it was last, uh, a couple episodes ago, I, I think Reggie Jackson been a top 10 player in these playoffs. He had 19 points last night. Another good game from him. Like I said last night, the Suns don't necessarily want to go up 2-0 as bad as they may think. But we'll see. The Clippers need the next two games. Kawhi needs to come back. If CB3 comes back, it'll help the Suns, but it won't help the Suns like Kawhi would help the Clippers. Kawhi averages 30. Chris Paul averages 16. The Bucks and Hawks began the night of the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm very excited for this series. Um, I do think the Bucks will take Game 1 at home tonight. Um, and I do think the Bucks are the best team in the playoffs because of their defense, experience, and size. They have so much size with Giannis and Lopez. Um, experience, Giannis has been in this spot before. Trey Young hasn't. I know that I've said that a lot. Like I know Trey Young. Um, it doesn't really, hasn't really seemed like that he needed. He needs playoff experience because it's the first time in the playoffs and he's in, he's in the Eastern Conference Finals. 
But Giannis has still been in the spot. Chris Middleton's been in the spot. Um, and their defense, one of the best defensive teams in the league, as we know. Giannis, arguably the best defensive player in the league, and I would actually say he is. Rudy Gobert is great, but Giannis can defend just about everything close to it. Just about every position. But yeah, Bucks will take game one tonight. That is at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Something that I am like, I'm like blasphemed about. I cannot believe they would even be considering this. But there are rumors that the Pistons could trade the number one pick. I think that is a terrible move. Cade Cunningham um, is the unanimous number one prospect in this draft. We saw last year it was bounce around between like Anthony Edwards, um, James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, met someone named someone like Obi Toppin. This year is no question it's Kate Cunningham, and if you want someone to start your franchise with, you take the number one prospect in the draft instead of trading. If they do trade it, I could definitely see a Ben Simmons trade. I think I think the Ben Simmons trade is an option. Ben Simmons for the number one pick, but. I think Cade is more has more is more promising than Ben Simmons is at this point. So I don't really understand why, but the Pistons are in talks to trade the number one pick. The only way I could see the Pistons trading the number one pick, I mean, I still wouldn't agree with it, but it kind of makes sense. If they traded with like the Magic for like the um for like the fifth pick. And got someone they liked more, like a uh, no, not even the Magic. It had to be a top four pick. Like if they traded with like the Raptors or Cavs and got like a Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green, and with the trade they got other pieces as well. Um, maybe, but I still don't think they should trade the number one pick. They deserve this number one pick. They got this number one pick. They need to keep this number one pick. We all know the rumors swirling around about Ben Simmons. He shot, um, in game seven, he had four points. He shot two of four. Um, he has not played particularly well. He was a defensive player of the year candidate, and I give him props for that. Like I've said, he's a generational passer, generational defender, generational finisher. He has all the key opponents except he can't shoot the ball. I saw a video yesterday. He used to be able to shoot the ball. I think it was like the offseason before his rookie his rookie season began. I mean, this dude looks like prime MJ, I'm telling you. I mean, he could shoot the ball. I don't know what happened to him. I actually think it's a shooting hand. I think he needs to change his shooting hand from left to right. Um, Obviously, he can shoot with both hands. He He's able to. But left hand just doesn't go in. <laughs> um, I think right hand, shooting with the right hand. Making that his dominant shooting hand is definitely the way to go for Ben Simmons, without a doubt. I mean, we've uh, seen this in history before where players struggle to shoot the ball, like Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and it destroys their careers. I have not heard of that guy in so long, and he played for my favorite college team, Kentucky. I have not heard of Michael Kidd Gilchrist in forever. Players like that, I have not heard of them in forever. Ben Simmons has to do something about his shooting, no matter where he goes. But let's get into these trade ideas. My top eight trade ideas for Ben Simmons. Number eight, the 76ers 
trade Ben Simmons to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Kimball Walker and a first-round pick. Kimball Walker has had struggles with his knee. He's had injuries that have been dealt with his knee. But if he can get that fixed, it's definitely a pickup for the 76ers. They get him a point guard who, when healthy, can shoot the ball along with. But Ben Simmons for Kimba Walker is my trade idea number eight. Number seven, Ben Simmons for Kyle Lowry. Now, Kyle Lowry, like I've said, he's 35 years old. He probably only has a couple seasons left as a um, a good piece for a team. Really haven't heard much about him since the the 2020 season um, in the bubble, but um, at least he can shoot the ball. Um, that gives 76ers a point guard for a couple of years, and I think it'd be good for the 76ers. Obviously, Ben Simmons going to Toronto would team him up with Pascal Siakam, which wouldn't be a bad duo right there. Obviously, not a championship contender like the 76ers are, but it could work. Number six, Ben Simmons to the Warriors for Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has played amazing this season. He's been a a good player, a good starter, probably the second option, even above James Wiseman um, for the Warriors this season. Um, But the Warriors also give a first-round draft pick to the 76ers. 76ers get a decent player in Andrew Wiggins, and they get a first-round draft pick. That's why I had it above the Kyle Lowry and the Kemba Walker. Trade. Kimball Walker has injuries. Kyle Lowry's old. Um, or at least, you know, getting old. Um and you get a young player in Wiggins. Not a young player, but um not an old player either. And you get the and you get that first round draft pick. So that trade comes in at number six. Number five. The Sunday Sisters give Ben Simmons for Dion DeMar DeRozan. Lonnie Walker and a first-round draft pick from the San Antonio Spurs. DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan still got it, guys. He's the first option. He's a leader of the Spurs. Um, Still really haven't heard a lot about him since he left Toronto. I feel, like, I feel like what goes in Toronto stays in Toronto. Like, when's the last time someone mentioned Kawhi in Toronto? You know what I'm saying? But... Yeah, that comes in at number five. The, the Sydney Sisters would be getting DeMar DeRozan, um, Lonnie Walker, and, of course, that first-round draft pick. I didn't have it in the top four because Ben Simmons going to the Spurs would do absolutely nothing for his career. Like He would just be stuck in San Antonio at this point. Greg, Greg Popovich could help him out as a coach, but that comes in at number five. Number four... Ben Simmons from Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren. Um, the Pacers are looking for a coach right now, meaning they might want to start over as a team. Um, they're not. They're barely making. They they didn't make the playoffs this year. They almost did. They're barely even getting into the play-in tournament at this point. Um, if I'm Sydney Sixers, I may want a bonus, but I feel like the Pacers. That's a little bit too much to give up. Has that this bonus? Is their star player, um, which the Pacers wouldn't really be rebuilding, um, because they still have Miles Turner, who was um snubbed from the All uh, NBA second teams, no, not All NBA, All NBA defensive second teams, um, and Sabonis, which is a really good front court, and then you just add Ben Simmons, and that's probably a playoff team right there, in my opinion.
But that comes in at number four. Cracking the top three is Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum. The Portland Trailblazers want to keep Damian Lillard. How do you do that? You get Ben Simmons. McCollum is great. But if Ben Simmons can work on his shooting, that is a dub for the Portland Trailblazers. They'll make the playoffs again. They'll make they'll potentially start making runs again. And even if Simmons can't shoot, which he definitely needs to work on, but even if he isn't like an becoming like an elite shooter or just a, a decent shooter, he doesn't have to shoot because he has Damian Lillard at the point. You could even sub Ben Simmons at a small forward if you wanted to, and kind of kind of have him play um, on the block on the corner at mid range. But number three is Ben Simmons and for CJ McCollum. Number two, this is high. Ben Simmons for Zach Levine and Thomas Santoransky. Zach Levine to send his would be amazing. Um, going to the Bulls does nothing for Ben Simmons' career, but it does a lot for the 76ers because Zach Levine was top 10 in points per game this season. Um, he plays the Bulls, so nobody really talks about him all that much, but a very quiet, like, really good, quiet season for Zach Levine. Really came into his own this year, without a doubt. But that is number two. And number one is Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard. Teaming up Damian Lillard with Joel Embiid. Now, Ben Simmons going to the Portland Trailblazers. He will be there with CJ McCollum. That's why I have this number one, because I think it works for both sides. Damian Lillard goes to 76ers, which is a championship contender. It teams up with Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and the crew. Ben Simmons goes to Portland and has somewhat of a supporting cast. You got CJ McCollum, Carmelo Anthony, if he's still there. Um, Joseph Nurkic, Robert Covington. I mean, he'd probably, he would be probably the face of that the, the Portland Trailblazers. So it works all around for everybody. Those are my Ben Simmons trade ideas, and now to what you all have all been waiting for is my first ever NBA lottery mock draft. I'm going to start at number 14, and I'm going to go to number 1. There's always a surprise, and you know what? <laughs> I'm going to start at number 1, because I want to say that last. I got a surprise at 14 for everybody, a player I really like. Number one, Detroit Pistons take Kay Cunningham, Oklahoma State. They only made it to the second round of March Madness. No, they only won. They didn't win a game at March Madness. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's been a little bit since March Madness happened. Number one prospect, easily. There's not much to say. Kay Cunningham is the first pick in the NBA draft. Number two, I used to have Jalen Suggs in this spot because I do think Jalen Suggs, if you've been watching the countdown, will win Rookie of the Year this season. But I have the Houston Rockets taking Evan Mobley. Um, that'll team up Christian Wood and Evan Mobley. That's a uh, a really good young front court for the Houston Rockets. Um, Evan Mobley um, can shoot the ball. He's like James Wiseman, but better in my opinion. Like a um, could be significantly better than James Wiseman. That's one of his comparisons in my opinion. 
whenever I have my full mod draft, I'll be giving comparisons and stats and all that. But right now, I just have Houston Rockets taking Evan Mobley, who I believe is the second best prospect in this draft. Number three, Cleveland Cavaliers. They plan a way to give Colin Sexton. They want to trade Colin Sexton, which will leave um, space a lot for a guard. You slide Darius Garland at the one. And at the two, you put Jalen Suggs, which they will take Jalen Suggs with the third pick this season. Um, I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. He's coachable. He's got clutch gene. Um, he can shoot the ball. He can defend. He's an all. He's an all-around player. He's passionate about the game of basketball. You can tell when he plays, um, when he's on the court. Jalen Suggs and number three with the fourth pick. The the not the Orlando Magic, the Toronto the Toronto Raptors select the other Jalen Jalen Green. Like I've said, he's he averaged 18 points per game last se- last season in the G League. Going to the NBA, that's somewhere between 12 and 15 points per game. You know that's rookie of the year caliber. Um, Jalen Green, I have no doubt he's going to be a good player for the Raptors. And, and the Raptors are in the same position as the Cavs. If they give away Kyle Lowry, leaves open a spot for a guard. Jalen Green can maybe run the point. Same with Suggs, but either way, Cavs take, no, Raptors. Raptors take Jalen Green from the G League. Number five, the Orlando Magic take Jonathan Kuminga. From overseas, he's a 6'8 power forward. The Magic lacks some size, but she doesn't give him a whole lot of size. But he's a good, he's a good, he's a good prospect. He's a good player. Um, obviously the Magic have the uh, the eighth pick in the draft, so that if they want someone else there, they can get someone else there. I think they take a chance on Jonathan Kuminga with the fifth pick. If you have someone else at five. I can maybe understand it, but I just don't see it. Oklahoma City Thunder. This was between Jalen Johnson and Scotty Barnes. But I like Jalen Johnson as a prospect, so I give it to Jalen Johnson. Uh, when, I do, when I was doing my mod drive simulators this year, it seemed like I always had Jalen Johnson going to the Warriors. But they get him at number six. He's an elite scorer. He was an, he was an elite scorer um, at Duke in college. Um, he has size, 6'9", 6'9", small forward. Definitely fit for the NBA. His body type, um, compliments like a Jason Tatum. Um, potential like ISO, a lot of ISO in the NBA potentially. Number six, the Thunder Tate Jalen Johnson. With the seventh pick, the Golden State Warriors take Scotty Barnes from Florida State. I don't like him as much as I like Jalen Johnson, but he's not a bad prospect. Um, basically, everything about Jalen Johnson um, is the same with Scotty Barnes. Said, I think Jalen Johnson is a better scorer than Scotty Barnes will be in the NBA. I think he's more fit for the NBA. Number eight, the second Magic pick. They, t- they took Jonathan Kaminga because they knew they could get Davion Mitchell at number eight. The best individual defender in the draft just came off of a championship at Baylor. Um, he can shoot the ball and at an elite level. 
I'm surprised he's not higher on a lot of people's mock drafts. Um, if I'm a GM, if I'm like the Magic, I'd probably take Mitchell first, potentially. Um, but outside of Cade, Evan Mobley, and both the Jalen's, in my opinion, Davion Mitchell is the fifth best prospect in this class. Number nine, the Kings. They need some momentum going. They need someone. They need someone to team up with De'Aaron Fox if they don't want him to leave in the future. Keon Johnson from Tennessee, shooting guard, um, can score the ball, can defend. Um, not talked about a whole lot at Tennessee, but um, not a bad NBA prospect. Definitely be a top ten pick this season. Haven't seen a lot of film on him, but I, I like the idea of the Kings taking Keon Johnson. Someone to team up with De'Aaron Fox in the backcourt for the future. Number 10, I used to have the Pelicans taking someone else, which we'll hear about here in a little bit. But, I have the Pelicans taking Moses Moody from Arkansas. An elite scorer in, in college. Just like a lot of these players, but an elite scorer in college. Led Arkansas to the Sweet 16. No? Led Arkansas to the Elite 8. This season, I believe. Um, Arkansas was one of the best teams in the SEC this season. And that would not have been the case without Moses Moody. So, I have the Pelicans taking Moses Moody. Um, they kind of need... Some, the Pelicans also need some uh, some guards, I believe, in my opinion. Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball just aren't that good. So... Moses Moody to the Pelicans. Now, I'm going to go to the Hornets. This is my favorite team. Is this my, is this, do I have the Hornets taking my favorite player that's left? Yes. Corey Kispert, he's the best shooter in this class. The NBA is a shooting, shooters league. Corey Kispert is the most, arguably the most underrated player in this class. Led Gonzaga to the national championship undefeated. They lost to Baylor, but they were undefeated the entire season. Best shooter in the class, has size, can, can, um, can, Create space, spread the floor, um, has ball handles, um, just an all-around amazing player, but his main component is shooting, and that's what the NBA is. Number 12, the Sacramento Kings take Franz Wagner. I'm not a big fan of Franz Wagner. I think he's like Jalen Johnson and Scotty Barnes, but it's not as, just, you know, it's not as talented, um, However, as of right now, the Spurs still have the DeJounte Murray, DeMar DeRozan. They don't really need anything in the backcourt. Um, a small a small forward wouldn't be a bad option. Small forward, power forward, whatever he may play, wouldn't be a bad option for the Spurs. So they take Franz Widener from Michigan at number twelve. Number thirteen, I wouldn't I wouldn't put this guy above. Players such as like a Jared Butler, Io Dasunmu, or um, definitely not like a Moses Moody. Maybe, um, but I have the Pacers taking James Book Knight at 13. Not a whole lot to say about this pick. I, I've heard a lot of good things about James Book Knight. And if the Pacers do look to give away players like Brogdon and TJ Warren, 
They'll need something in the uh, backcourt. They still need kind of need a point guard. Malcolm Brogdon is more of a shooting guard. And I think James Booknot could be that for the Pacers. At 14, I was waiting on it. If you guys watch the draft every year, have you noticed how there's always like a surprise pick in the lottery? Well, this is mine. The Warriors already got Scotty Barnes, small forward. You would think they would take a big man, like a Kai Jones or Al Prince and Goon. They don't. They take Chris Duarte with the 14th pick. It's a surprise pick. He's from Oregon, one of the best players in college basketball all season. Without a doubt, um, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the class, just like Corey Kispert. Um, dominated the ball, can shoot the ball, can defend, an all-around player. People have him going just barely in the first round. I have him in the lottery. Thank you for listening to the countdown. I appreciate, appreciate you all listening. I will see you guys tomorrow afternoon. And I love you guys. Let me know what you think about the mod draft and the Ben Simmons trade ideas. Um, and the Pistons potentially giving up their first round pick. And the, uh, the conference finals going on right now. But I love you guys and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.